the best health care is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a health care partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. And on today's episode, we're talking about balancing independence and boundaries. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first, Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, efforts, and the people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. Capricia Ambers is a local Twin Cities artist who work can be seen in Target's Diverse Artist Series. Her feature designs include beautiful, bold silhouettes and can be found on throw pillows, doormats, mugs, tumblers, and much more. She finds inspiration from and connection to her city and community. Learn more at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. For optimal mental health, well-being in teens. And this comes up from a few different conversations that I've been having recently with um, parents of teenagers uh, of around the age of 12, 13, and 14 years old. They're starting to see this shift in desire of being more independent. Young people want to go to the movies. They want to go to the store. They want to hang out their friends' house and play video games. They want to be left alone. <laughs> they want to do their own thing. And parents are starting to feel that adjustment, especially for those parents who this may be their only child or their oldest child who's making this transition into more independence and throughout this conversation uh we were all just kind of sharing tips and experiences and things of that nature and even myself i'm going through this similar situation now my daughter's not quite a teen i would say she's more of a preteen she just turned 10 but the the call for independence is happening already she wants a phone she wants to go over her friends by herself. She doesn't want to get dropped off. She wants to find her own way to places. Uh, she's seeking that independence. And, you know, me being the dad that I am, super cautious, thinking about my own childhood and where my kids are is very different. I was a very independent kid way before my teens. I mean, 
I was six, seven years old, running around the town doing whatever I wanted to do. But it was a different world back then. It's a different space now. And being a, a parent, you are very cautious about protecting your children. I just want to talk about in this crazy world that we live in, do we have enough gumption? Do we have enough courage to allow our kids to go out into this world and trust that they'll be okay enough to figure things out? Um, we have to understand adolescence is a pivotal stage in a person's life. Um, and it's characterized by their physical, their emotional, and their psychological changes. All those things are changing at one time. You know, your kid's feet might grow from one size to like two sizes bigger. Um, their voice may change. Their bodies are starting to look different. Um, their attitudes definitely are changing. And you may be wondering, what in the world is going on with my beautiful child, my little baby? They're changing. They're growing up. They're doing different things. And we have to adjust to that. So during this transformational period, many teens begin to explore their independence. They start to push boundaries and they start to seek autonomy. So they, they want to do their thing, right? They want to live their best life. And they're influenced by the media. They're influenced by, um, you know, social media. They're influenced by their peers who may have, you know, not the same parental supervision as they may. Uh, sometimes they're even influenced by older siblings and family members as well, especially those cousins and those things of that nature, because they're seeing uh, they can do their own thing. You know, they're wearing clothes that they want to wear. They might have a permit. They can drive. I want to do those things, too. And they're starting to formulate ideas of independence. And that is a scary place for us parents and caregivers to find ourselves in. So we want to, you know, establish healthy boundaries with them. We want to make sure that their mental health is in a good space before they venture out in this world and have some experiences that may give them a different idea of what this world is all about. And again, this is our own process here as parents and caregivers. This is our stuff getting in the way of their development. And what we'll do is we'll compare our own childhood, which I do all the time. We'll compare what we think about. Um, we'll, com we'll compare what we think about uh, society in general, and we'll compare where we are, uh, where our locations are, where do, where do our children want to go? Do we assume that those places are safe enough for our kids to be in? And that's how we'll make our adjustments. So there's a lot that happens here. There's a there's a lot that takes place, but do know. If your kid is giving you, if the young person in your life or your young or your kid is giving you pushback and they're saying, look, I want to do whatever I want to do. I want to do my own thing. Back up off me. Let me live my life. This is normal. This is a normal part of development. You might have had those experiences when you were younger. Um, you might have seen other people have those experiences when they were younger. But this is a normal part of the the, the, the human development process. So independence is a natural part of human development, and it plays a vital role in teens' growth. During adolescence, young people, young individuals are eager to assert their individuality and establish their unique identity. This is what it's all about, identity formation. So encouraging autonomy fosters self-confidence and self-esteem and allows teams to make their own choices, pursue their own interests, and take responsibility for their own actions. Now, that's the hope, right? That's the goal. We want young people to take responsibility for their own actions. But we know some young people, they're not going to take a responsibility. They're going to blame everybody and everything for why things happen. And sometimes life becomes the best teacher in those moments because when you know they lose relationships or they get in trouble 
or you know they may get swindled out of their money or they might have gone broke because they spent all their money buying junk food or whatever life's the best teacher sometimes we have to allow for some of it to happen you know as long as your child or the young person in your life isn't getting themselves into a position where they're being harmed some of those life lessons are important for them to learn because then they know that they can't do those things moving forward so again this is a significant part of their identity development is to seek this independence and it's important for you as a parent and caregiver not to shut that down allow it to happen um try to have as much influence as possible but don't just completely shut it down i mean that can really discourage a young person uh, they might start getting sneaky. I know it's another big thing that people bring up a lot is kids sneaking around. Um, they might internalize some of the some of the restrictions that you're putting on them as self-hatred. Um, I've seen that turn into self-injurious behaviors where you know, people are burning themselves, cutting themselves, biting themselves, pulling their hair out, doing these kind of behaviors that we don't want young people doing at all uh, due to being under so restricted. And some young people, they'll even self-isolate. Even when they have the opportunity to be social with other people, they choose not to, and they'll just stick to one another because they're tired of dealing with, you know, the trouble. Um, or they're tired of, they don't want to deal with what comes after the, having that fun experience, the ridicule and the disrespect that they feel from their parents. Even if you don't feel like you're doing it as a parent caregiver, they still feel it. They still feel it that way. So it's important. Um, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and give some tips because you know we don't do we don't do any podcast without giving tips. We always give tips um, and understandings. So when we talk about boundaries in young people's lives, there's always this question of what level of control do they have when it comes to boundaries? Do they have any control? They probably shouldn't be saying anything. They should be thankful that you're giving them the opportunity to do anything, <laughs> right? That's how my mom uh, and used to talk to my brothers and myself, uh, even though I had a lot more freedom to do whatever I wanted to do than my brothers. Um, there were those moments where those things came up. So boundaries, boundaries are the limits and guidelines set to help young people navigate the challenges and maintain their level of safety and responsibility. Uh, establishing boundaries does not mean that you're restricting the independence, but you're providing a framework for how they're supposed to govern themselves or interact within the rules of um, or the expectations of say, that, you, that you've put upon them. So typically, our boundaries are going to include a level of safety. Obviously, you want your young person to be safe. So boundaries protect teens from engaging in risky and harmful behaviors by setting limits and certain activities and or interactions parents can um, mitigate any potential danger. So you're really just doing safety precautions. But again, don't put your child on lockdown. It can cause bigger issues than, than you want. But make sure that they're developing enough and that you and you respect them enough, I should say, that they will do the right thing. The next thing is emotional um, well-being. So clear uh, boundaries, uh, clear boundaries are often st stable and predictable. Uh, it creates a safe environment uh, for teens and express the emotions and development healthy coping mechanisms as well. So, you know, as you are allowing your young person to go out there and experience the world, do they have what they need to cope? If somebody calls them a name, are they going to fall to the ground and cry like a child, like a like a toddler? Or are they going to say, you know what, that's not who I am. 
you know, I don't appreciate you talking to me like that. And and then they end up leaving or whatever, right? So they're standing up for themselves ultimately. How do we do that? Because that's good for their mental and emotional well-being where they feel like they can cope and deal with those adversities that show up in their life. Another one that's huge is respect. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first, you know that building a successful business takes time. But as your business grows and changes, it feels like time is the one thing you never have enough of. Work with a banker who understands that the right time to get you the financial flexibility your business needs to thrive is right now. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. We all need to think about our mental well-being. We're here for you. We need to be checking in on each other for support. Have you checked on your people lately? You're not alone. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. community. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. One of the biggest things that I've noticed with a lot of young people who I've done therapy with is that they feel disrespected by their parents. And a lot of times that defensiveness that is created is due to the level of feeling disrespected. And I think we kind of conflate what respect is sometimes. Respect doesn't mean that, you know, you are... Uh, allowing certain things to happen. Respect means that you're giving the opportunity to understand one's position, um, even if you don't agree with the end result being that position. So, you know, respect is important. And I think for many communities, the community I come from myself, it's like one of the key things. Like if, if a young person doesn't feel respected by you, they won't even talk to you. They will not even connect with you. So you have to set that tone right away when you are attempting to build those relationships and those boundaries. And then I would also say learning responsibility would be another thing to add here as well. So boundaries teach teens accountability and consequence for their actions, um, which are critical life skills. But what the other thing is too, is being able to just understand that this is my space and I need you to back up and advocate for yourself is a huge, huge plus uh, when it comes to developing boundaries in young people. 
So balancing independence and boundaries. A couple more tips before we wrap up today's podcast. So the first thing is you want to have effective communication. You hear me talk about this all the time. Effective communication looks different in different households. But I can tell you there's some similarities that you don't want showing up in your household, like young people cussing out their parents or their caregivers, or even their parents and caregivers just cussing out the um, the young person. You don't want that. You don't want to limit your communication to one style. Um, it's something that I've been very, very hyper on here on the podcast lately is you have to be able to expand the styles. Um, you know, sometimes it's through text, sometimes it's through handwritten notes, sometimes it's talking, to not having a conversation, sometimes it's in a car ride where it's kind of quick. Um, but you have to be able to figure out what's effective communication for your young person and yourself. The next thing is be firm, but be flexible. Um, if you say, I need you back here by 10 o'clock, um, and please don't go to X area of town or don't go down, you know, to this street or whatever. That's what you mean. Be flexible. Maybe they're like, hey, we're not going to go to that street, but I really want to go to this person's house because they're going to have ice cream and cake because it's their birthday. I might not be able to make it back by 10, but if I make it back by 1030, will that be a problem? So for me, if I feel like the location they're going to is close enough, safe enough, um, then I will also be I will also see and say, okay, now you can go here and you can do these things and that's acceptable and that's okay. So compromising is big when we're doing this. Encourage decision making. So don't just dictate everything. Encourage some conversation, some collaboration, and allow the young person to make some decisions. Now you're always going to have final say typically because you're a parent. Um, but allow for the young person to have some direction where they're going as well. Lead by example is number four. Make sure that whatever you're doing or whatever you're telling your kids that you're doing too. And then number five is respect privacy. This is hard as a parent. As a parent, you probably don't think that your child has any privacy. You know, I've, I've heard parents say um, things like, you know, this is, you may sleep in this room, but this is my house and I'm going to take the door off the hinges. <laughs> like, like parents don't be playing. Um, so it's important for us to understand that um, we have to figure out just like effective communication, we have to figure out what's effective respect and how do we uh, respect one another's privacy and allow young people to have some sort of autonomy when they're doing their own thing. If you feel like your child is not mature enough to do these activities, but you but you understand that um, they may be old enough to do it, just let, let, let them go. Let them figure it out, um, and it's going to be okay. All right, lastly, then we're going to wrap up is make sure that, and I say this, broken record, seek seek uh, outside supports if necessary. Again, those don't have to be mental health professionals. They could be counselors. They could be therapists, pastors, imams, whomever you seek guidance from. Uh, do not let this, do not fail, sell yourself short. Make sure you can talk to those people about these things that show up as well. So you got to find that equilibrium between independence and boundaries. Uh, and there is a balance between those things. It is not easy, but it is something that it can be done if you're willing to be intentional about it. So I'm going to pause here. We'll talk more about this as we go throughout the podcast. Again, this is It Is Not Your Fault 18 Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. You can find me in three places. The first place is on my website, jagna.org. That's J-E-G-N-A dot O-R-G, jagna.org. The second place is shaletta makes me laugh.com. That is shaletta makes me laugh.com. 
And then the third place is where we share the resources from the podcast. The actual podcast itself is It Is Not Your Fault Podcast on Facebook. Go ahead and put that in your search. You'll find us and you can ask me questions. Maybe you have something going on between yourself and the young person or young people in your life and you would like some strategy, some thought around it. Feel free to submit your questions there. Otherwise, I will talk to you all soon. Take care. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, Log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family, too. The cultural districts of Minneapolis revel in the motto of every neighborhood having its own flavor. Whether that's Sabor Latino in Holy Land over in Northeast Minneapolis on Central Avenue, Barakala Restaurant and the Cedar Cultural Center over in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood, or even Mercado Central in Los Ocampo over on Lake Street. And these cultural districts help Minneapolis stay a city on the bubble, changing, and relevant today and for years to come. COVID-19 is still circulating out there in our community, and it still presents a real danger for those at higher risk. You can do your part to protect the most vulnerable. That's older folks, those who are immunocompromised or have certain lung, heart, and other chronic conditions, and people who are pregnant or have just given birth. Consider getting tested before spending time with these folks or wearing a mask when you're in close contact around them. Show you care by taking care. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. Do you worry that lead-based pain in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. 
So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.